Hey, Matt. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To, the weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories and songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by my friend Matt Sidholm, co-founder and co-host of the Super Awesome Mix podcast. Before we jump into this week's episode, did you know that now on Spotify, you can listen to the show with the songs we discuss incorporated? Just search for What Are You Listening To With Music. If you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Matt, what are you listening to this week? Well, Jen, I know in your intro, you talk about how some songs are old and some songs are new, but we just went old. With this mix, I, I feel like we just <laughs> we did we, we did. just went with old songs. Is kind of what we did this week. So yeah, I, I went down a rabbit hole this week, and so it was funny when you texted me about like, hey, do you want to do the show this week? Because I was like, oh yes, because I've got something I'm listening to this week. I have a theme. I went down. I, I started looking at songs that were written by like famous people, but made popular by by others, right? So I kind of went down this rabbit hole and this first song came okay. up as being in that category, but then I found out through further research that it was not true, but I still left it in because I, I kind of rediscovered the song. So my first pick <laughs> was Hung Up by Madonna. And so when I was doing like my little rabbit hole things, this one came up as a song written by Prince that Madonna recorded. And then, like, as I researched more, it was like, no, it wasn't. It was like, it used a line, that that opening line in the song, Time Goes By So Slowly. That was in a song okay. that Madonna and Prince did together on the Like a Prayer album. And so, like, I think that's where it kind of wove in. They did this love song together on that album. And... um so anyway, that that's, I think, what maybe whatever internet, reliable internet resource guided me there. I mean, that's what, uh, that's where I ended up with it. But it reminded me of this song. And I was like, I really like this song. And it, and it even tied into, uh, you know, you put Four Minutes by Madonna on the yes. uh, Special Olympics mix that we did recently. And it, it kind of reminded me of that one, too. So I feel like there's this through line with like, she had this song on the Like a Prayer album. Then she does this one. This is on Confessions of a Dance Floor. And then Four Minutes, I think, is on like two or three albums past that. So I also thought that was kind of cool, this little this little continuum in, in Madonna's uh, discography. Yeah, a little Madonna progression, which I'm always down for. <laughs> and, you know, this song too, like this song is, I, I think I told you this whenever you first sent over your playlist. Everybody knows, I, I think I shared it on my Desert Island mix when I guessed it on your show, but Borderline will for now and always be my most favorite Madonna song, but Hung Up is number two. 
So this is my second favorite Madonna song. I love this song. And I was as I was taking notes, I was like, you know, I usually listen to the song as like a refresh a few times to take my notes for the show. I'm like, not necessary with this one. I could do a page of notes <laughs> about this song without ever having to re-listen to it because I've listened to it thousands of times since it came out in 2005. I just love this song. I love the Confessions on a Dance Floor album. Um, I think that, you know, there are so many iconic things about this song. Like you mentioned, the opening with the clocks ticking is so good. The ABBA sample, of course, they sample Gimme, 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 um, A Man After Midnight by ABBA. Um, the video, if you haven't seen the video, you have to see that. It's the first time I saw parkour. I'd never seen that before until this video. Um and, you know, the story goes that she had to write a personal letter and send an emissary to Stockholm to get ABBA's permission to use this song because they never let anybody sample their music. And so she basically begged, like, please, 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 I have this song. She sent a personal messenger <laughs> to Sweden to deliver the letter to ABBA. And she just says she's eternally grateful that they said yes. So I would. Love, this one. I would love to see the pile of letters at Abba's house of like, you know, from all these famous artists where they're just like, nah, nah, we're yeah. good. We're good. Please. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we're Abba. We don't need it. But, you know, she, <laughs> thank goodness they gave her this one because I cannot imagine my life without this song. Like I, you know, I, I talk a lot about music setting, like time and place. And this one always takes me right back to LA. You know, my friend Julie and I at the time um, got, she was working at Sony. And so they had, I think a box at the Staples Center and we got amazing seats to this concert and got to go down on the floor. And like, I can just immediately go like put myself back into seeing this song live and that show was definitely one of the top five all-time greatest shows I've ever seen um and you know with Madonna too like whether you love her or you don't anybody that's been relevant for 40 years is an icon just full stop <laughs> period <laughs> well and and what was really what's really interesting is if you do listen to just if you just went beginning to end all of her albums I mean, it's such an evolution to where more sure. modern, like Madonna fans, might only know her for like electronic or dance music, right? Yeah. And I went some of those songs, or even just the Evita soundtrack, right? Like just hear her voice on that right. one. Like it would really, I think, surprise people. But but I think this was maybe one of the big shift points for her. This album and and this single where she kind of leaned into the you know, just more, just nothing but kind of a dance music versus, you know, the, yeah. the ballads and stuff she did previously. Totally. Yeah. This is, this album is strong. This song is my favorite on this album. Um, so if you have not gone back and revisited this one by Madonna in a while, I highly recommend it. Um, and with that, we take kind of a departure, Matt. I'm interested to hear the rest of this rabbit hole story because I'm curious to know how you got from hung up to this next pick. So tell well, me about it. Yeah, once I was down this hole. What kind of a drunken rabbit hole were you in? <laughs> well, okay. So I knew on this one Willie Nelson album called The Great Divide that he collaborated with a lot of different artists and it came out 
you know, around 2000, 2001, something like that. And um, this song always stood out to me. So the song is Maria, parentheses, Shut Up and Kiss Me by Willie Nelson. And it was written by Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. And so it really was just down this rabbit hole of sort of songs written by other famous people, kind of made famous by, by these guys, right? And I mean, Rob Thomas at that point, is it's kind of peak Matchbox 20, probably around that time. right? And so he kind of makes an appearance bartender in this music video. And uh, you just listen to it. And it's, it's just a great song. And Willie Nelson just kind of kills it. But I remember at the time kind of being blown away that like, here's Willie Nelson, like, you know, country music icon, and he's collaborating with Rob Thomas and, and the whole album, he's collaborating with all sorts of different artists. But this was one of the big singles from that one. And um, yeah, I just, I was just really impressed by Rob Thomas. And um, I mean, you're always impressed by Willie Nelson, I guess. And yeah, so I, I just really love this song, and so I thought it was you know perfect for this this rabbit hole that I went down. Well, and I love that that was the rabbit hole, especially in regards to this song, because Willie Nelson, before he was outlaw country Willie Nelson that we know, he was a prolific songwriter for other people. You know, some of the biggest hits of early country music were written by Willie Nelson. Hello Walls by Farron Young, Pretty Paper by Roy Orbison, mm. of course, Crazy by Patsy Cline, all songs that were written by Willie Nelson. So that's really kind of cool that you went like you found this song because he made somebody else's song famous and i made a note too i said you know the very first thing i wrote about this song is i'd heard it before but i hadn't spent a whole lot of time with it um but the song is kind of a bop for willie right yes, like you don't right. think of him <laughs> it's it's kind of a departure for him but not so yeah. much that it's like does it still doesn't seem genuine right like it, it's not totally. you're not putting him in some sort of weird you know, uh, electronic dance mix and having them trying to rap or something like that. It, it's like, no, he's still, he's still willy, but it, but it's a very updated sound for him. Totally. And, you know, in some parts, it almost sounds like a Tejano song, yeah. even, you know, like it, it, it doesn't stray super far from Willie, like you said, so that it's weird, but it definitely is much more of a, of, of a bop than his songs traditionally are. And the other thing that I noticed about it, and it's interesting, I did not know that Rob Thomas wrote it, um, but I, I, I made a note that said, you know, this could be a Ryan Adams song. It could yes. be a blues traveler song. Right. It could be a, Ma it could be a Maverick song. Like there were so many other people that I could hear singing it and now it makes sense. And I, and I wondered if it was because, you know, Willie started writing for others, if that's why it sounded like that. But I think it's because it's a Rob Thomas yeah. song that Willie Nelson is singing. <laughs> well, it's kind of a credit to, you know, Samra and I've talked about this on our show a lot. It's like sort of the magic of a pop song, right? And, and like, there is a, a really good formula to that and writing a good pop song and so I think it speaks to the skill set Rob Thomas has where it's like, I'm going to write a pop song. And like you just said, we could have named five artists that could have done this song and just, they would have been still the same kind of, man, I love this song. Right. Yep. So it like really speaks highly, I think of the songwriting here and the, and the composition. 
Yeah, and definitely, I'm glad you mentioned the composition and the instrumentation. You know, I love the horns in this. I, I love all the instrumentation, the organ, the harmonica, the whistling, you know, like it really, um, it's it's a well, the song is arranged really well too. So I love that about it. And, you know, I talk a lot about music and memories, of course, and I love that this song sort of starts with him replaying a favorite memory, right? The right, opening line yeah. of the song is, that's my favorite part. Rewind my life on my on when my world got dark and you turned my light on. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of meta. All right, right, here we go. We've taken it all the way around. <laughs> like I like to talk about memories and music and this song starts with a memory. <laughs> Um, and you also mentioned the video. Um, Luke Wilson is also in the video. So if you're a Luke Wilson fan, um, he also features prominently in that music video. Well, so, speaking of memories, I feel like the title of this one lines up well with the theme of music and memories, right? Your first pick? It does. It does. It does. And so I, I kind of went down a different rabbit hole um, this week when I was thinking about what I'm listening to. You know, it's spring break time here in Texas. And so I was thinking a lot about songs that reminded me of being on spring break when I was a kid and, um, you know, taking trips or having slumber parties or whatever. And so my first pick is an amazing song off the Seminole Control album. It's When I Think of You by Janet Jackson. So as I mentioned, again, spring break time here, and I was thinking a lot about it. This song just kept coming back to me. I remembered all the spring breaks and all the slumber parties. And, you know, back then, it's so funny the way we schedule our kids now, you know, like <laughs> there's not a weekend that I don't go into like knowing everything we're doing. And my parents were like, bye, <laughs> you know, our choices were the mall or the movie theater and that's it. Like <laughs> there wasn't like, okay, at 10, we're going to go to the park and at noon, we're going to do that. You know, it was like, bye, see you when the street lights come on, you know, like, <laughs> Totally agree. So, totally agree. Even right? the sleepovers were just like, hey, I'm going to so-and-so's house. And it's like, yeah. uh, okay, I'll pick you up in the morning. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was no big planning. And so that was kind of what you did. Like we went, I would go over to a friend's house. We'd put on a, a cassette in the boom box or we'd sit around and watch MTV back when MTV played music videos. Um, and so... Like that, that was what we did. That was our entertainment. Um, and so it was always, this song was on constant repeat. You know, we listened to it all the time and there was a, like, there wasn't a moment whenever we didn't like stop in the middle of it and like, you couldn't really pause the television back then, but you could record <laughs> the video and then go back and, and then go it. back. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I always joke. I'm like, it was like our version of TikTok, right? I didn't know one girl my age that didn't choreograph some sort of dance routine, you know, at a sleepover with her friends to this song. And you would watch the video and try and copy the moves. But when you realize like nobody can really dance like Janet, <laughs> you just kind of found yourself floundering a little bit. <laughs> Um, but that's what that's what led me to this song was thinking about spring break and the way we used to spend it. Um, and also just revisiting the control album in its entirety too. like if it's been a minute since you've listened to the control album or if you've never listened to Janet Jackson's control album, like 
go back. Like it is an hour of your life you will not regret. It's so good from beginning to end. And it's just one that like most people have heard, you know, all of the songs on the Control album. But um, when you put them all together and listen to it as a whole, it really is like, oh, it's still so good. Sometimes I'm disappointed, you know, when I go back to an album yeah. that I loved, especially as a kid. Not this one. It delivers all the way through. And this song is just pure joy. You know, from the opening notes, it makes me smile. And then it just builds and builds to such a blissful place that Janet Jackson is literally like laughing with joy at the end yeah. of it, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I, this, this song, that's, that's a great description there at the end. It's just a joyful song. And, you know, the times I, you know, maybe I stumble upon it on the radio or something, you hear those opening chords and it's just like, oh, I, you know what? I do want to listen to the song. Yes, I, I'm going to I'm gonna so sit here good. and listen. You know, what's crazy is, you know, we've been talking about memory and my memory of that time period was that Michael Jackson just had this series of albums that were just killer. And then we had Janet Jackson, right? But then it's like, I go back and look at the dates and it's like Thriller was 84 and then Control was 86 and Bad was 87 and then Rhythm Nation was 89. And so you just got like brother and sister kind of just trading blows, like just like who can top who with these albums. Yes. These insane albums that are good from beginning to end. And then that had, like we were just talking about, but the, this is the heyday of MTV, remember? Then then had the amazing videos to go along with it. Like, if you want pure 80s gold, man, go check out the Control video or even, or the When I Think of You video too. Both are like, like MTV all the time on rotation. And then of course, I mean, Michael Jackson was sort of the king of it. Well, and we even showed a couple of years ago, I remember, you know, my daughter does dance and we showed her the rhythm nation video just because the dancing in that oh, one is like so unreal. Good. Right. And the choreography, all of that. So, so good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what really surprised me going back and listening to this. I mean, I've always loved this song, but I think it was the first time it kind of hit me how, those two really were both, I mean, they were like contemporaries really more so than one just really yeah. outdoing the other. Obviously I think nobody sold like Michael Jackson, right? Like I, I think as, as big as Janet was, Michael was definitely bigger, but I mean, the number of singles from all of these albums that those two put out in this decade were, were crazy. Yeah. Prolific for sure. For sure. Well, then I, like you, took a crazy, uh, crazy turn in a different direction for my second song. Um, but again, in thinking about spring break um, and road trips we used to take as a kid, this song figures prominently for me. And so my second pick is one of my all-time favorite songs. It's a song called Marina Del Rey by George Strait. So... This is uh, one of those songs that has been with me since I can remember almost hearing music, you know, like I've, I've always known this song. I've always loved this song. It's one of the first songs I knew every single word to when I was a kid. Um, and you know, if we ever did get to take a trip for spring break, when I was a kid, it was always a road trip. My dad always preferred driving to flying. And so the Walkman was my best friend. <laughs> there were four of us kids, my brother and two stepsisters. And after about six hours in the car together, 
everyone just kind of went to their own corner of the van, right? Like <laughs> that's a long time to put teenagers in a car together. <laughs> and so, you know, some of us read, sometimes we played games together and I loved just getting lost in the songs while we were driving. Like I would just look out the window and like make my mixtapes. And the song was one that I always had on every single tape that I, you know, brought with me back in the day. It was one of the first love songs I remember like really feeling. I had no idea where Marina Del Rey was, but I wanted to go there. <laughs> um, and then like the, the funny part of that is that ironically, when I did move out to Los Angeles, my second apartment in the city was about four miles up the road from Marina Del Rey. So <laughs> I did land there eventually. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Um, this is uh, this is one of my favorite George Strait songs too. And uh, me and uh, one of my really good friends who actually passed away about a year ago, actually a year ago this week. So it's amazing that you put this on the mix mm. because I immediately wow. thought of him. And the last time I saw him was actually in Southern California. So, I mean, it's, it's mm. crazy that this showed up. So when you sent that, I was like, man, because this one was always like, we were both huge George Strait fans and, we both thought this song never got the due that that it should have because uh, it's just never. it's just a great one. I don't think you ever performs it in concert. Like you're not going to hear it. It's not on like the greatest hits necessarily, but it's it's an amazing song. It's an amazing song, and it's so it is so funny. Again, like one just one more reason why I love music and and what it does um, in terms of like bringing people together and conjuring memories. I think when I sent this to you and you said, "Oh, this is going to be a good playlist," I said, "You know, this is a song that I've wanted to have on the show since the very first episode, and I just never found the right time to include it." And then look, it came yeah, right when it needed to, to come. It showed amazing. up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I encourage, you know, there are a lot of people that listen to the show that I know are not country music fans. Um, and you know, I have a strange relationship with modern country music. I have a hard time with a lot of it. Um, but I give this song a chance, like listen to this song. The song doesn't really have to be a country song. It, it is because it's sung by George Strait, but it doesn't have to be. It's super crossover to me. And this was kind of the era of country crossover, right? I think a lot of times people credit, you know, Shania Twain and Taylor Swift for bringing this sort of country pop thing around. But, you know, you had Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers and Johnny Lee and George Strait doing this like well before those guys, you know, like this to me is when that crossover really started happening. And you had these great country singers just doing beautiful songs that were just beautiful songs. They weren't necessarily country songs, um, but because they were sung by a country artist, they kind of got shuffled there. So if you're off put by country music, I really do encourage you to just give this one a listen because um, it's it, it doesn't have to be a country song. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like um, a traditional country song or something that you might expect to hear from. Well, and like we were saying earlier with Maria, Shut Up and Kiss Me, there's five other artists who could have done mm -hmm. this song and it could have been a hit because mm -hmm. the song itself is so strong, right? The, the lyrics and the music behind it. Yes. And yeah, you lend a different voice to it and it's top of the adult contemporary chart or the pop, even the pop chart exactly. if you had the right person. 
singing this one in, in 1982. I it's think, true. I think it could have been uh, much higher and not just another country song. Um, so yeah, it speaks to the strength of the songwriting. Well, and I'm always a sucker for a ta- a song that yeah. tells a story, you know, from beginning to end. And this one is simple and sad, but it's beautiful first, you know, like it it just it takes you there and you really can see this guy on the plane and saying goodbye and all of the things. So I love it for the imagery that it conjures too. So Give it a ch- give it a chance, even if you think you don't like it, or you don't like George Strait, or you don't like country music. Give Marina Del Rey a chance and fight me. And you're really just talking <laughs> to Samer there, aren't you? Really? I know. That's I, I'm like I'm yeah. not naming any names. I did. Since you did, I did. I, this is a song <laughs> listen to. That's, that's the person you're talking to. Yeah. Well, and I kind of think Samer oh, would yes. like it. I do. I think Samer, I think we could get Samer on board with this one. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, Matt, it's always great to have you on the show. So thank you so much for sharing what you're listening to this week. And listeners, be sure to follow Matt, Samer, me, and all things Super Awesome Mix on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. As always, please download and share this show with everyone you know and all the people you'd like to know because music is a great way to connect. Thanks for listening, and please join me again next week to find your new favorite song.